You're listening to the Music Interval Theory Podcast with TC and Frank. Hello, my dear guitar lovers. This is TC welcoming you to another beautiful episode of the Music Interval Theory Podcast. You know I'm a huge fan of the guitar, and today I invite you to listen to a live session I recorded some time ago. It's a session about the wonderful tune called Basin Street Blues by Spencer Williams. I want to show you some tricks on how you can orchestrate such a piece for the guitar, and we'll use tenths and elevenths for that. Before we jump into the session, maybe you want to take a minute and listen to the piece on YouTube. We've put a link in the show notes so that you can quickly access the piece and listen to it should you need to become more familiar with it. Occasionally, you'll hear me talk about specific bars of the piece. Well, there's also the video version of that recording available on our website, and we also link to that in the show notes. So if you want to watch me perform on the guitar, you're welcome to check out the video. Okay, let's jump right in. Grab your guitars and let's have some fun. Okay, so we're going to look at a tune today and try to apply some of our intervals, which would be the 10s and 11s, or the 1s and the 2s, to a simple tune. We've picked Basin Street Blues because it's got a lot of the type of chords that we were talking about with 11s and 10s and 10s and 11. And so I can show you how they get used. The tune is a simple tune in B flat, and it's basically got two sections. It's got an A section and a B section. And the A section has a kind of a chordal riff that is in a ton of blues songs. And it's uh, always uses a diminished chord, so we're going to diffuse this complicated chord diminished and look at it. So let's look at letter A for a second. You can see that in the first bar, not the pickup where there's the F seventh, not there, but just starting right, right on the A, letter A, there's a chord on every bar. And that looks complicated because, wow, a chord on every bar, I got to switch my hands. But that's not the way to look at it. You look at two things. Look at the bass note and look at the melody. Okay, and if I play the bass notes and the melody together, this is what I get. I get this big tenth interval that is easily played on the guitar. So I get, here's the melody, and here's the bass. So when I see those, I don't care about C sharp, diminished seventh. Who cares? I mean, that's... That's my C-sharp diminished seventh. I'm just thinking two notes, right? So let's break that down now. Well, what about, that's just two notes. If, what if you wanted chords? Well, here we could add, add notes. Let's add the major seventh to the B-flat, right? So we can do all those. We can move that center note a little bit. So we start opening up the possibilities. Now this tune keeps going back to a B flat, even the next section. 
So it's a B flat, right? So if I go back to the first couple bars and I play this, well, I'm on a B flat there. And I, now I'm going to repeat a B flat. That doesn't give me good movement. So the second time before I go to this, I'm going to actually go to a little F dominant. And I'm going to do that by changing my bass line to this. Okay, so it's... Okay, so now when I go bum, 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 I got... See how it resolves? And I can... It's just so much prettier uh, and smoother because you basically have your melody and you have your bass and you want them everything in between to breathe and kind of like really great keyboard players play. They have inner voices that are moving around. Uh, it's harder on the guitar because the guitar takes two hands for one note. So that's this. When we get to this. This can be voiced in a bunch of different ways. Because look, if I did this, okay, that's that this is the chord that we looked at before. This this is like a little F sharp 13 chord, right? And it's just got this. So and these have resolutions. So if I'm playing that's just a major chord. But I can voice this in tens. Watch. So. Now I can fill in between the tens. So look what I did. Here's a ten. Here's a ten. Here's a 10. Right, so. I, I could actually switch this up if I want and, and go to 10s again. I'm just using 10s. It's not a chord. I'm just using 10s. And you can kind of, if you know the melody, then. You know, you can. It's pretty easy. You just have to know what the melody is, all right? And so you can figure out your little arrangement with what everybody else is going to call substitute changes. You're, you're going to use intervals, okay? So if I did that all the way, just played that melody with 10, 10, 10, 10, and then 11, 10, and then 10, 10. My little chord change, right? Now I could change this up. I don't have to keep these just parallel because this guy can move. Watch. And I go back to. 
so there's a million different ways to do it. And you just have to be able to see that they're available, right? So if, if I, I'm basically seeing B flat. I mean, you know, all these four chords on a uh, chord on every beat is confusing to people. You don't have to do that. And with these little intervals, you don't even need the chords all the time. So let's say I played this. Let's just play it with scale tones, but let's start with an 11. Right? So I can do that. Very, very straight ahead. You can sit and play with these and all you need to know is that you're using some intervals here. That gets us down to the second stave, which is this. So that basically is a B flat chord, B flat seven, to an E flat major six, to a minor six, would be like this, and then B flat. And then the lick doesn't have a chord. It's a break, what they call a break. So this, you can voice a bunch of ways. Let's put tens here if you want. Okay, here's 10 and 10. So 10 and 10. Right? So that could be. Tens and tens and elevens, tens and, and tens and elevens. Those sound good. So here's a ten ten. Here's a ten ten. And here's a ten. And this is a nine, but nine is a resolution of eleven. So what if I did this? putting little things in between each one of these guys. So here's one way. So this is an E flat major chord. And this makes it minor. Then I go to the sixth because that's the melody, okay? See? So, and then back down. Okay, so that gets us through the first part of it uh, as far as how, how you can think. So you have B flats, you have a C, F7, so those are your main chords. You have an E flat major, then E flat minor sixth chord. That's basically what, what you gotta worry about. The rest of it is intervals, because, right? This can be intervals too. You know, it can be like, um, I'll show you this. 
because you're wondering where, where that's coming from. Let me let me show you this guy because this guy you see these guys here the letter H on your PDF file. That's what these guys are. These guys are the big open voicings the big open voicings. If I'm playing just B flat. but I'm just going up, up, up the guitar. So, so I'm just playing the, the B flat scale. Okay, so when you just play them in a scale, it's not not a song. So, but that's where these are coming from. And of course, this is eleven ten. So, little resolutions, right? Each one has a resolution, uh, and very interesting when you start using these guys in the context of arranging because they open open up stuff on these guys where I'm playing I'm just using those big open guys so this is a big open guy and I'm using this is an A flat in the key of B flat I would have an A natural but you just stay on scale tones it's still an open voicing this happens to be 10 10 10 10 okay and now I'm using an A natural here, which is in the key of B flat. All right, so that's that's a very important thing to do. Now, when you get to letter B, B is a common progression. One. see once it goes through that okay so here's the reverse of that little thing where you see where it says B flat with a D in the bass but forget the chords this is doing this flat so it's just two right and it sounds like this and this could be all right so watch what happens this guy holds of what's happening at the top of letter A pretty much and, and that these are very common things in blues 
And you see, when you whenever you go to a, the D seventh chord, that's that's a three chord. Then you're going to go to the six and two, the five, one. So you see the D seventh down there at the bottom where it says. Now this A flat, that's just a that's that's like a substitution for a D chord. And of course, the melody is is. Uh, an E and so it's an A flat with a raised fifth if you want to look at it that way and then we're going to the okay and so now you got the B flat again very end two bars So that, that gets me to the B flat with an F, then the C minor, F. Okay, so look, B flat, here's a B flat. B, now I go to B diminished, it's just one note. put an A flat in there I can't what and that gets me to the C minor seventh to the F seventh and the F seventh of course just takes me right to the B flat so the, that's the structure of the tune and so changes okay so look at the letter B down the third uh, system there where it's a B flat then C sharp diminished okay this is it's a, it says B flat with a D in the bass I don't care about that but the melody is a C so I want to voice that and I'm going that's a resolution B flat I actually want to set myself up for something prettier so I'm, I'm playing this then I can play right this can be the C minor 7 then an F Bunch of ways to do that though. So if I want this B flat with a D in the bass, because they're just saying to play this. But that doesn't sound good in arrangement. The bass player could play that though, and you can play your B open like this. Because that these these are all gonna sound good. Watch if I go if I play this. And then I play this. And then I play. This. 
There's a million things you can do. All you got to do is not worry so much about what the chord is, but the interval. And is it going to take you someplace? And does it make sense, the bass line? This is a bass line that makes sense because B to, to, to an E flat. me here okay so if I want to make that diminished I just go right and that gets me to the C minor 7 and the F 13 if you want and now to a B flat sixth if you want just here you know Okay, wow, that was quite a bit of information that should get you going with your guitar playing, but just do one step at a time and practice those tenths and elevenths slowly. And while I'm still performing in the background, let me say many thanks to you for listening to today's episode. You know we're fully dedicated to helping aspiring composers and guitar players in any way we can. So if you feel intrigued by what you've heard, please have a closer look at the Music Interval Theory Academy and how you can benefit from it. Laura is going to give you all the details in a second. This was TC. Have a wonderful day and hopefully see you in the next episode. This podcast is powered by the Music Interval Theory Academy, your resource for getting clarity and confidence in music composition and orchestration. See you inside at musicintervaltheory.academy.com.